Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 394. And remember, it's only a piece of stone. So was Stonehenge until some idiot found the on switch. Of course, he did in a later incarnation. <laughs> Very true. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Which idiot was that, Glenn? <laughs> I think it was the 11th. I think idiot. it was the 11th. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure uh, Seven would definitely call Eleven an idiot. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although they yeah. both have their manipulative ways, so yeah, he might see a kindred spirit in him as well. But then when it goes wrong, <laughs> yeah, as it does for both of them. As he called Ace an idiot when she went up and accepted the, uh, <laughs> right. the suitor in this particular story. So hopefully everybody has listened to it so they know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> Spoilers. Exactly. Did you guys have a good week? Yeah, not bad. Just it was kind of a quick week. Didn't do a lot. Not much at work. Been watching some shows, but that's pretty much it. I don't. I did pick up Infinity War on Tuesday, and watched it Tuesday morning, and then I watched it uh, Wednesday morning, and then I watched <laughs> it Thursday morning, then I watched it Friday morning with commentary, with audio commentary. And then I watched it this afternoon with the family. And there, that's wow. so far it. Yeah, I've been watching it a lot. <laughs> by, by Thursday, I was watching it while I was doing other things. So it was Background an intent noise. to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I watched much more of it than probably ended up being background noise because I would stop <laughs> and find myself for 10 or 15 minutes going, oh, yeah, I was picking up the living room. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I watched it a lot this week. I also picked up Infinity Ward and have not watched it this week. I have picked it up and have not watched it, but I didn't pick it up till Saturday. I don't so. think there's anything left on it that I've watched because I've also watched all the all bloopers, the bonus features, all, the, and... all of the featurettes. I looked at all. I flipped through all the stills, which I never do. But I flipped through all the stills. <laughs> I, I've I've run the gamut of that disc. I've probably seen everything on that Blu-ray. Wow. I don't think I watched the intro by the. Uh, oh. Um, the director's intro? Yeah, the director's. But um, I, it's usually only about two or three minutes. And yeah. I go into the movie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe on my next watch, I'll watch it with the intro. <laughs> I watched, rewatched Black Panther. That's oh, how far behind cool. I am on rewatching my Marvel movies because I just got it. Did, did you not? Well, you didn't watch it when you were going through the rewatch, right? Right. With us, yeah, that yeah. was the one that you skipped because you yeah, had the box. I'd so. already seen it right. at that point. Yeah. Well, I guess we all had to see it in the theater. Didn't we? Because that was yeah, the just, one that was, was out a of second order. viewing yeah, in the theater. Yeah. yeah, I only saw it once, as opposed to it came out though before it not did. On, not on Blu-ray. It, well, it came out in the movie theaters. No, 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 no. We I meant on Blu-ray. Wasn't it on Blu-ray no, before? It was no. Blu-ray. no, it was in the theaters. It was after. And I think I went and watched it in the theater the week that it was in the theater. Rewatched. It was still it. in the big theater. Yeah, I rewatched. Yeah, it was still in the big theater because like of, two weeks after. Remember, I was getting ready to go, and I said. Unfortunately, it didn't make it out of the big theater, so I'm going to have to pay full price. I used my movie pass. That was before they changed it again. (laughs) (laughs) That has a director's intro, too. I watched that. I haven't watched... I watched a few of the extras on, but I... I I only watched the the bloopers, the deleted scenes. Watched the bloopers. I don't think I even watched the deleted scenes. And the interconnected 10 years of Marvel. I watched that one, too. I do remember that one, yeah. Of course, after Infinity War, it's kind of yeah, it's not as tantalizing. <laughs> yeah, I would agree, I would especially agree. when the Blu-ray comes out after Infinity War. And, okay, right. You almost could have dropped some spoilers in it at that point, and then wouldn't have mattered. Right. But instead of teasing it, did you watch anything else? That's all I watched this week, Sean. I watched Proud Mary. It was all right. Which one's that? It's um. I can't. Re- I don't know how to pronounce her name. Todd Taraj P Henson. Oh, okay. She's on Empire. Oh yeah. <clears throat> okay. It's that revenge gunplay. Shoot him up. Oh, I do remember seeing that. Yeah. It kind of there and gone <laughs> in theaters. But yeah. We've had the the Blu-ray sitting at home for a while, and finally got to it this weekend. Like I said, it was it wasn't bad. It was it was there were parts of it that were really really good, and other parts of it that was like, okay, you're boring me. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Glenn did get me a, a birthday gift. Five Minute Dungeon. It's a board game. A, co-op, a chaotic, cooperative, real-time card game. And I can't wait to play it. It sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I stood in the store for about 30 minutes looking at games. I found a bunch that I thought, oh, he'd like this. He'd like this. And I just kept coming back to that one. I came back to that one a final time, and I thought, well, it's two players, so we can play it with um, Sarah. And, and it just seven looks, years, I can play it with Gemma. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it just looks like it's fun. Yeah. Not, it looks fast-paced. The art is fantastic. I love the art it looks, of it. It was comical, too. Yeah. Because it looks like an actual fa- family that have yeah, become Yeah, it does. It looks like Ron Swanson there. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Unlike Dungeons and Dragons, which they did not look right, like right. they belong no, together. No, yeah. Yeah, I'll, let, I'll give a review once I get around to playing it. Yeah, let us know. Hopefully that will be Maybe soon. Maybe we can play together or something. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? We did a little project this weekend. Yeah. We yeah, did you guys want to talk about that? Big project this weekend. Go ahead. Oh, well, How'd it go? <laughs> you can't set it up and then not talk about it. Oh, I could. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> All right, let's move on to news. <laughs> no, uh, we, we took part in the 48-hour film project this weekend. And Keith, I don't know, he was busy or something. He elected not He's to always show busy. Up. Anniversary. Yeah, I know. He's always busy. There are times I didn't realize it was like going any, on until the day I saw your messages coming through of, here are our ideas. What ideas? What's going on? <laughs> In fairness, we didn't get a lot of heads up on it because we never know for sure if Dave's A, available, B, willing to pay for it, C, right. <laughs> really committed. There's a lot of talk usually, and this, this time he was, so we got about two weeks headway. But yeah, we, uh, we, we we made another movie this weekend. So I think it's great. I really like it. I got two months headway. Wow. How did you only get two weeks? We knew that it was coming up, but we didn't know for sure that Berkeley had paid to yeah we're in yeah that didn't happen until two weeks ago right right okay because so. he told me two months ago he says that's coming up are you interested and i said yeah i'd, I'd definitely do it oh yeah he, he gave me that kind of notice yeah. i said yeah i'm always available and interested and then it was oh we're actually doing it okay clear the oh, calendar oh, I, didn't, I didn't even get that i i had the calendar cleared, cleared thing, for him. of course i have to have two months because if i don't then of course that didn't matter this week anyway because that was another thing that caitlin and i did maybe i'll jump there first before we yeah, talk about it. the phone we went to the library and did the uh, writer's workshop. How was that? It was interesting. Uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to do this, Caitlin was not able to take creative writing class this year. She had a uh, mix-up with her schedule at school, and she ended up having to drop it. And she seemed really bummed about it. So when I saw that they were offering it at the library, I thought, you know, ask what her if she wants she to do it. Uh, she's a sophomore. And so I said, do you want to do it? And she said, yeah, absolutely. And so when Caitlin says she wants to do something, you have to jump on it because a lot of times she doesn't want to do stuff. And so I was like, <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, we, so I took her uh, Saturday morning and it was, uh, it was supposed to go, it went till 2.30. We actually left right after lunch because we, the first four, the first uh, speaker was really good. We got a lot out of it. She talked about writing dialogue for like scripts and things like that. Oh, we yeah. both really got a lot out of that one. The second guy was really engaging. Uh, he's a Topeka High graduate who's a professor over at Lawrence now. Uh, talked about telling a good story. The next gal was talking about this really cool g- machine that you basically order your book. You get your book online you order it and they print it in the store right there in this machine and it huh. binds it and everything and it's really cool but the really even cooler <coughs> thing about it is you can take your own work your own pdf over there they plug it in and it prints it and bounds it and puts it all you have to have to do is a, have a pdf file of the contents and you have to have a pdf file for the cover and it prints it binds it puts it all together it's at a bookstore in emporia wow yes huh. <laughs> So, but the first part of that was really interesting because she was telling us about it, shows video about it, but then it turned into like almost an advertisement for her and her bookstore. Oh. And Caitlin and I both kind of lost interest. The next guy talked a little bit about science and science fiction, but he went into this whole <coughs> weird thing about he related more about what is science and not really applying it, which so it was kind of a misinformation as far as how at least Caitlin and I took it. That kind of becomes pseudoscience, <laughs> doesn't it? Then we went to lunch and well, we came back. Kansas. We came back. We started the the lab, the final lecture, but she was talking more about publishing and getting your books mm. into a publisher's hands or self-publish. And we got we went about ten minutes into that and realized 
we're way far from this. We're just getting started writing, both of us. And Caitlin was kind of bored. And so I said, well, we could probably cut out. So we cut out probably about a half hour early and went home and went to rested film. for a little bit <laughs> because we had to go get uh, Mason. So while Mason's getting ready, Caitlin and I just kind of hung out and waited. And actually, we had to change clothes, too. And then, yeah, jumped in the car and went over to Dave's. So. I wish I had gone to the writer's workshop instead of <laughs> doing what I was doing. You were a writer's workshop. <laughs> Yeah, when did you finish writing this one? Um, I didn't. <laughs> oh, you did. Well, I guess there was there, there's <laughs> that's, that's no kind dialogue. Of, that's this. kind of a fun thing well, because we got we drew silent film for our genre, and so there's no dialogue. To be fair, I when we went, I went over Friday night. We brainstormed some ideas. Sean came over later. We continued to brainstorm some ideas. We narrowed down to an idea. To be fair, then I left because I knew I was going in the morning, and he and Dave. Set for another two and a half hours, right? And and I'm not sure what time hours. you left, but yeah, I think I left about one, and you got home at three thirty. About three thirty. Yeah, I guess so it was that yeah, long. about two and a half hours. They outlined it, so they had the uh, outline done yeah. by three thirty. He asked me, he says, "Sir, do you feel like you need to write a script?" And I was like, "No," because <laughs> it's, it's it's really this one more than anything is just a series of unfortunate events, right? And. Uh, so yeah, there was there was no plot. <laughs> Actually, they kind of storyboarded, I guess, is what they did. Yeah, storyboarding maybe is a, we we just had to make sure that the events linked together in a certain domino chain. And we had the events, and then it was just a matter. We actually cut a bunch of them out. There was way more in the initial concept that just didn't need to be there. <laughs> but no, I, I spent the morning as a joke. There's a, there's a pair of footballers, and um, if any of you have watched our previous films, we did one in um, Junction City called Immaculate Reception. Uh, where Patrick says, go on, and I take off and run through eight different locations in Junction City and then make this miracle catch, but down by the river. And it's very funny. And I stupidly suggested, I was like, you know, just for fun, we need to bring Patrick in to play the quarterback in this film, and I'll be the receiver. Dick goes, yeah, you be the receiver. And then I realized what I said. (laughs) I don't want to run. Or catch. Okay. If I was gonna pull, if I was gonna pull things, I should have said, you know what? I'll be the magician at the birthday party. I'll go get the red shirt and the <laughs> well, bow tie. We, totally yeah, we should have done that. Totally I could have pulled a rabbit out of a hat and everything, but no, I, I would be the receiver. So he starts filming, and he's filming James over at the barbecue grill, and I'm supposed to be in the background running patterns, not for any reason other than he needs me in the background. And then he says, "On this one, I want you to just run straight for the camera as fast as you can." I said, "Okay." He yells action, and I take off. And I realize that where he's got the camera, he's just behind the barbecue grill, which is now it's going to be you know between me and him. And there's a table, and there's some chairs, and I'm I'm trucking. So I start to shift direction a little bit, and I realize the reason I'm trucking is because I'm going downhill. And then uh, I fell over, Oof. like straight out, slide into home, face first, <laughs> just <laughs> into the ground. And Dave looked up with his big, wide eyes. Did you do that on purpose? <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> and he says, well, we'll have to superimpose the football in. But it looked great. I got it on camera. I was like, okay, good. And I limped off. And uh, after I sat for a few minutes, I realized that I can't put any weight on my knee. If I bend it at all, it gives out and this is excruciatingly pain. I can stand on it, but that's about it. Ouch. So I sat for the rest of the day with ice on it while everybody else got to have fun and be in the movie. <laughs> so you were no longer a receiver? Nope. <laughs> He's still in it. He made a couple of running across the background. I'm going to have to rewatch it and look closer yeah. to the yeah. background. Just look yeah. in the background he's, for a black shirt. That's me. He runs across a couple of times while they're oh, playing, okay. but he's not running to catch any balls at that point. <laughs> um, but that, he, he, the shots of him running in the background all before that happened because by the right. time I got there, he had already injured himself. So. Oh. The other cool thing, and you might appreciate this, the very first film that we all made, twelve twenty one, right? And Caitlin, and you know, had the reverse and forward, and Caitlin lets go of a balloon. She's like the three year old Caitlin, yeah. three year old Kate or fifteen year old Caitlin is releasing a balloon. <laughs> Actually, it's coming back to her in this one, which we yeah. we snuck in the night before too, because we were like, well, yeah, we should Caitlin should be the one with the balloon because yeah. it makes sense. It goes wow, back. Well, to she, she was three one. then. She was three. three or four. Yeah, feel so old. We we also realized this is the uh, the second exploding barbecue girl. Oh, that's right. Because in uh, the the oh, what was it called? Don't dream and it don't be dream it. it be it. Yeah. So quite inadvertently, we we came up with a script that basically just rips off all our other films. 
it's it's samples. I did think it was funny samples. that when uh, we were throwing out ideas for it over Facebook, when Dave went over and you said, "Wait a minute, we've done this film before," because <laughs> we one of our categories was also sports that we could have done. Yeah, and uh, we managed to get sport into this one because I I think we've told our listeners this before, but we usually get trying to do all two the criteria. criteria. Yeah, we well we usually get two. You know, we try to do all the criteria. We usually get two subjects that we could do. You pick one or the other. We always end up doing both. So we got some sports in this one too. Much more of a silent film than a sports film. Oh, much, much, much more. <laughs> much more. <laughs> anyway, so wish us luck. Um, it made it to the uh, competition on time tonight, and uh, I guess we'll find out. In I think, two it's, I think weeks. it's in two weeks. Yeah, they usually weeks. give a week to judge, and then they bring everybody in on the following. Right. So. Well, I, I wish you guys luck. Thank Thanks. You. I wish you would come to one. <laughs> well, maybe next time. Jimmy's getting old enough; she can run around in the background and be an extra. That's right. So. That's right. I miss. That's Dr. what Otto I started. That's <laughs> what I started doing was taking my kids to be in them, and Sean takes shy to be yeah. in them. So I notice shy in it, running with Mel. Yep. All right, let's move on to news. No, only one bit of news this week. Sure, I got a bigger part than I did. <laughs> You're in all of them. Yeah, yeah that's true. I've, 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 had my, I've had my 15 minutes. Uh, in news, there's um, more Torchwood and Doctor Who Big Finish Humble Bundle. Yeah. So you can get $370 worth of digital audiobooks and you pay what you want. And as we're recording this, we have nine more days on that Humble Bundle. Nine more days bundle. and 14 I always hours. say Humble Bundle. Humble oh, Bundle. Every time. So included... Bumble's bounce. You can pay a dollar for... Short Trips Volume 1 through 4. If and you then, want to know what the uh, prices are, go to yeah. the website and you can find them there. <laughs> There's some good what ones, are some though. of the titles? Let's do that. Sure That's what I was trying to pull. In the show notes. Um, Torchwood the Conspiracy. Dark Wars 1. Uh, Tom Baker at 80. This is Colin Baker. And then also uh, the Philip Hinchcliffe Presents Volume 1. Along with a whole bunch of Torchwood. Yeah, there's a bunch of Torchwood. I think it gets you pretty much all of the first season of Torchwood. Very cool. Well, before, be sure to check that out before time's up. Yeah. Hopefully I get this uh, episode out <laughs> before the nine days is up. They're going running kind of late with my weeks this week. I This time. Almost asked. I kind of wish you had because actually <laughs> the, the reason this one was late late was I knew I wasn't going to get to it Tuesday because we recorded Monday this week. Right, I was we gonna, well, knew I wasn't going to get to it until Tuesday night, maybe. And then Wednesday went by, and I had forgotten, thinking that I had done it on Tuesday night. Oh. And then I think it was Thursday <laughs> is when I got it out, and I realized I haven't done it. No, I think I got it Wednesday. Anyway, yeah, whatever. I think, got I think it, it was, was late. It I think it might have even been Friday. Yeah, I think no, it actually posted on Friday. No, it would have, well, probably Friday early morning because yeah, I did early it Thursday morning, night. Yeah. yeah, so it was over. I, I think it was Friday. So, yeah, Wednesday I completely forgot about it. and It wasn't until Thursday I went, oh, I haven't done that this week. So. It was either Thursday or Friday that I went and changed the, because I realized I hadn't updated the Facebook thing. And that's what triggered me that, wait a minute, I don't think it's up yet. Yeah, you changed it Friday. I think I put, I think I did it Thursday oh. night. No, maybe I did it Friday morning. Well, whenever it went out, we yeah, apologize. Yeah, I think about it, it wasn't a morning. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So our show uh, comes out on Fridays now. So just so you're aware, <laughs> I've just decided we will do our. <laughs> so I think I posted on Monday. I think I posted it on Friday last time, didn't I? Or was it Saturday last week? Was, I, I think remember. it was Saturday. Yeah, because I had the garage sale, so it was after after we got done with that. It was late. Anyway, just be glad you got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll try not to forget this week that I have it to do. But these these late weeks of recording and all it throws the, stuff the going schedule on. Off. It really does. Throwing me off. I I still have not recovered from the days that we were doing our rehearsals and the days that that I had election. I still get to the end of the week and think that I've got more week left, and then realize it's a nice surprise when I go. Oh, I thought it was Wednesday. It's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's way better than the reverse. I'm yeah. Oh yeah. Well, no, but that happens at the beginning of the week because like a Tuesday, and I'm thinking, oh, I think it's Friday. No, it's not Friday. <laughs> I always know when it's Monday, but... <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. All right, well, we have any feedback this week, Keith? No feedback. What if they week. wanted to send us some feedback? How would they uh, they can send it by going to our website, travelingthevortex.com, and fill out the Send Us Feedback tab, or directly to feedback at travelingthevortex.com. Uh, you can also reach out to us on any form of social media. And how many L's are in that? 
Oh, I, I didn't know there was just one spelling. Just one. <laughs> social. S O C I A L. That's just right. One. Only just one L on social. And one L on traveling. <laughs> when you go to our website, um, also please consider uh, supporting us on Patreon. And if you're already supporting us on Patreon, thank you very much. All right, should we move on to our review? Let's. The Dark Husband. This whole wedding's like a making a nuclear bomb with half the instructions missing. A week-long respite from prolonged and bloody war, the festival of the twin moons of Tuin makes Glastonbury look like a church feat. Or so the brochure says. The doctor and Ace are looking for rest and relaxation. Hex is looking for the beer tent. But eternal enemies in the ginger-haired re and the coot-bald ear are plotting to turn their festival truce to their own advantage. Only the Dark Husband might stop the celebrations turning to horror. But who is the Dark Husband? And what terror awaits him on his wedding night? If anyone knows any just or cause or impediments, speak now. The lives of billions depend on it. Bum, bum, bum. I quite like this one. I quite liked this one. I'm torn about this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> There's a lot I liked about it. And in the end, I think it gets kind of weird. But the reason I'm torn about it is I I like the manipulative Seventh Doctor. And I like it when it sometimes his manipulations and plans fail. It feels like it's becoming a little bit of a crutch for Big Finish. That he's doing has this big master plan and that he's not telling his companions about. And then it doesn't go the way he thinks it's going to. It feels like it's too becoming too repetitive for the audio version of the Seventh Doctor when it wasn't. I can see where you're coming from, and that's really my. I haven't started feeling that way yet, but I can see what you're saying. And I think that's my biggest complaint about it. The rest of it, it was quite enjoyable, even with the Living Planet. I I agree with you there. Added to that is, and maybe this is just a product of the companions because we get yet another Ace and Hex story where we land in the middle of a war. Right. It just seems like this is the thing for their entire run. Well, but, and, and but they also get to keep calling the doctor out on trying to hide what's going on. That's what and makes I this one work that. better for me than some of the other ones that we've had recently. Well, they started doing it more. Frequently. It's, it's a bit of a farce. And whereas before they would kind of call him out on it, but not necessarily. In this one, they're they're flat out calling him out on it, but they're not really mad about it because it's written as a comedy. Right, so they're just right. kind of like, oh yeah, we're going here and do that. Well, Is that you printed those brochures, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> And an exact example of that is when they're in the um, the one place where he's he's the the room of reflection or whatever that they're supposed to be, and they've all mm-hmm. they all end up in there, and he's calling out, "I know you're there, I know you're there, I don't like to be manipulated," and he says, "That's the pot going oh, yeah. kettle black." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I also liked that with the end resolution where Ace says. You know what you you told me to think of something that made me happy, and it was you and the things that I loved, you and the TARDIS and my life, and that I think kind of because we've we've had that friction kind of building about right. the manipulation, but yet at the same time, I don't think Ace would have it any other way at this point. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like, okay. And I, 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 she always seems to. It's Hex right now that is learning about the manipulative Doctor. Hey, Ace always seems to, while sometimes complaining about it, and she has in recent stories that we've 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 read, she always still ends up kind of defaulting to defending him about it, and even to when Hex brings it up, you know, well he just does that, you know, so she's very defensive of the Doctor when Hex brings it up that well you know we're being manipulated again. So it, it was it still seemed right that she said that, and you're right, she she does kind of that part of her life and she now but, but how much of that do you think it. is directly influenced by ghost light you can trace everything back to ghost light. Uh, that was my point i suppose <laughs> that's i suppose that's true because in a way ghost light's kind of the ultimate manipulation yeah yeah oh yeah between those two characters yeah even anything big finishes on has never been to that scale just any excuse right. to throw a little more golden love on yeah. on, on ghost light <laughs> it deserves all it gets <laughs> all the love it gets. It, it definitely deserves all the love it gets. <laughs> that I, I will 100% agree with. I don't think there's a lot of love coming its way. 
Um, no, I um, was Ori the the gruff big guy. Yeah. Did anybody the just kept picturing uh, Brian Blessed? I had to go look up to see if it I, was I, I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't. But every time he would talk, I kept oh, thinking, was, this is so Brian Blessed. Totally this a Brian Blessed so send-up. It was almost a mix between Brian Blessed and... I'm gonna, I just blanked on his name. The the guy from Lord of the Rings. Oh, Gimli. Gimli. Gimli, yeah. It's kind of a mix between those two. Yeah, I can see that. Especially since he's Ginger. Yeah. <laughs> or ginger, rather, I ginger. think. Is that how some people over there say ginger? I don't I've never heard it pronounced ginger. that way. I had so. never heard that either, and then I was Maybe like, it's just the sci fi way of saying ginger. And, and I thought, are they saying is he does he mean ginger? Surely he didn't read it that way. That must be a pronunciation maybe it's a regional thing for them. And I kept thinking, Okay, I'm just gonna assume he means ginger. But at the end, Ace says ginger. So I was like, Okay, well, it must have been what X meant. It just means a, sure, a dialect, a dialect thing. thing, but it his sure bugged the heck out of are, me. Yeah. As, I as don't mind his accent, a, but boy, that just Ginger was. Ugh. As opposed to uh, William Shatner in the Star Trek animated series uh, dealing with the pirates of Orion. <laughs> it's like, tell, there wasn't a script editor on no, hand that day when you guys recorded that to correct him. You think a producer would say something? You would think, but... Mm. Well, you know, Benjamin Cumberbatch <laughs> called penguins penguins. <laughs> penguins. It's true. That's one of the best pieces of the internet right there. <laughs> the penguin. Nobody sat in a room and said, um, you're doing He's great. It this sounds really good. The inflection in your voice is terrific. Exactly what we're looking for. But maybe, maybe if you said penguins instead of penguins. Might be better. Nobody, nobody told Hex. It's probably better saying Ginger. Ginger. The, the, the guys in the booth were doubled up laughing too hard. <laughs> and they just... Uh, do you, no, no, no. Do you think the it was a slip? Time, or do the you think first it was... time was... What What did he say? Did he, what did he say? I, I thought he, he said Pinguine. How did he say... Okay, well, I'm probably just hearing things. Wait, did he just say it again? What? Uh, hang on. Should we stop? No, wait. Now just keep going. Keep going. See what happens. Oh, my gosh. He is saying Pinguines. Uh, should we stop? No, this is too funny. Okay, well, uh, 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 okay. Oh my God, he said it again. Can you believe he said it again? <laughs> That's what I imagine happened in the audio. But Make yep. sure the talk back mic isn't on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, if only we'd gotten Brian Blessed, this story would have just really super elevated. That much better. That oh, much I better. Yeah. Not that this guy was bad, but... He was a good Brian Blessed person. Oh, this guy's great. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed him, and I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Errant. Was that the other one? Do I have him backwards? I mean, I'm just no, looking, you have it right. I'm looking at their names You're in front it. of me here. Uh, I kind of the, the concept was neat. I like the fact that you they 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 land and there's mass graves everywhere because it's a warring planet for you know ten millennia, and the they have the one side that are the bold you know um thinking side the very technical the um uh, kind of plan things out orchestrate the plans and you want the one side that's just the really brave and brash and run in and 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 uh the setup of it was really cool because they they hooked me i thought oh yeah they've landed millennia later and don't realize that this festival doesn't happen anymore right yeah this planet has been decimated something's going on here and they get captured and then they get captured from their captors. And when they, they get there and they're about to be killed, and the the doctor recognizes the uh, siren or the, the bells or whatever it was that was going off in the background. I don't remember what he called it, but it was the calling to the festival. And the fact that, yeah, this festival actually still goes on, that they basically call a ceasefire for this festival every year because it's a tradition. And I thought, or every was every 500 years? It was like 50 yeah, years or something like that? Years. Something like that. And so he had it was it was coming very clear at that time that he had manipulated this. He didn't lie to them; they were going to this festival, but he had manipulated them into this position and knew exactly what he was doing. So. Well, then even as you get further into the story and discover that these two species were originally one and diverged and evolved differently, I think is a really cool idea. And painting the the religion as especially the when they go they still to share the same religion. yeah when they go to the fire and they're talking about the two different viewpoints that they they have varying stories in the same view but it's it's very much the same yeah. story just 
obviously crafted slightly differently to favor one side or the other. Um, which th that kind of clued me into more that, you know, there's a lot more about that joins them better than the separation that they've, they've created for yeah. themselves. Yeah. Oh, and it's one of those moral stories that there's more similarities than differences that divide us in even in alien planets. And the fun thing with this one is because it's so entertainingly told, I didn't find myself really struggling to get to the why. Yeah, agreed. A lot of times when I'm presented with a puzzle within Doctor Who, I, I, I tend to trip over myself a little bit going, well, why is that? You gave me this awesome nugget of science. Give me the why now. I really want to get... Yeah. And then I have to sit through the part three info dump. Right. <laughs> and then maybe in part four we get around to the why. And it's like, oh, finally. And this one, I just I didn't care. I was so yeah. long for the ride and having so much fun with it. Uh, and all the little twists and turns and, you know, the the betrayal of, um, or what did they call themselves when they, um, uh, the distractions or when uh, Ace and Hex were off separately. And then it's like, oh, surprise, we're not actually doing anything. And they left. <laughs> I don't remember what they called it, but it, it just... I'm not sure. I oh, they were. It was. The, yeah, they did call them the distractions. The, yeah, yeah, distractions of honor or something. I don't yeah. Remember. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just, I did. You know, as as it just went and it got more absurd, and I mean, like I said, it's not a farce. It's not. It doesn't quite cross over into that. No, it's certainly realm. not. But it is. It, it's written. Um, it's not to be bang a, bang a boom. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's written to be a lot of humor injected right. into it and. Almost, it skirts the edge of farce. It's, it say. very much yeah. skirts the edge of it. So the guy who wrote this writes, has a semi-regular BBC Two radio spoof documentary series. Hmm. Quant Quantel? Quantrell? What's his name? Quant Quantic? Quantic. David Quantic? David Quantic. This, the series is called The Blagger's Guide 2, and he did Doctor Who in 2013. Oh. Huh. So that may be trying to track down. So, I mean, it fits the fact that his almost farce kind of fits into that, his wheelhouse, it seems. Yeah. I also, uh... So, the, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> the, so, in the, the, uh... <laughs> the hex stuff, and his... Uh, have I missed the signs previously that he's falling for Ace, or that he's in love with Ace? Apparently so. <laughs> I've I've always before this kind of, story. I've always kind of wondered, and I don't remember which story it was. I brought it up, and I think it was you who who argued, and it was like, no, they're more brother sister. It's not a. That's the know, impression I've always had, and I kind of backed off and said, well, all right. No, I I you was I did. No, you're right. I and I did, but I think it was earlier on because I think I think at one point we hit a story, and I thought, nah, I I sort of think that they He's got are going for... in this direction. But I think when when I said I think no, it's more brother and sister because I had misremembered. I know it was a it was a while back, not the last few X hex yeah, no, stories. No, it's, it, it was a while ago in the run. because I had misremembered thinking that that hex ends up being revealed as her brother, is what I thought. Oh, and then we went on and we heard a few more, and I thought that can't be right because they do feel like they're doing more of a romantic connection here than anything else, and so. Yeah, I have I have seen it since. Yeah, I said no because I think early on I did feel maybe and maybe I was tainted by the fact that I thought that there was going to be this big reveal later that they were brother and sister. But um, didn't we, do, didn't we wind up doing a story way. that did have her actual brother in it? Is that why you stopped thinking? Yeah, that? well, I think somebody. Well, I think somebody reminded <laughs> me of that later. One. Yeah, something. Yeah. Somebody reminded yeah. me of that later. Yeah. So. So yeah, Although I, I had think it what it was is, one way, but I think yeah, the, the at least the last few stories have been going that way. Uh, okay. I think realistically, there was only been I think it was one line that Hex had in one of the third or fourth stories that it was like, oh, I think he might be thinking. But to your question, no, I think Ace is probably still on the brother and sister wave. Yo, oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah. most definitely on Ace's no, yeah. even in this. I think this this clarifies it there at the end too by her saying. Uh, him and the TARDIS and her life, and then Hex. Well, uh, oh, football, you know, and and you know, stuff. Yeah, with with Hex, it was painfully obvious yeah. when he was like, "Oh, we're gonna be married, isn't that cool?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, okay. He, he he seems so upset 
at the idea of Ace marrying the Doctor, even though it was just a ceremonial thing that wouldn't actually mean anything once they got back in the TARDIS. He seems so hurt and upset and jealous over jealous the Jealous is what I would, yeah. I would yeah. say, yeah. Jealous is the best description for that. You can tell he was jealous. Which is interesting, too, that we never really got... I, I, I anticipated a slightly stronger reaction from Ace when that came out. When it when it was revealed that, oh, well, you interfered, so now you're the bride. And when they put two and two together and, oh, yeah, you're going to marry the doctor, I, I really expected her to be like, oh, you know, and just. <laughs> yeah, I kind of. I, 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 I felt like maybe she was going to give a much stronger reaction, but she seemed to roll with it. Like, yeah, I, all right, whatever. I don't know. I, I, I sort of think we're dealing with a more mature ace. It's we're not, definitely it's dealing not, with a more yeah, mature ace. Yeah, it's not ace. a 16 year old ace just joining the doctor. They've been traveling for a while. I, I I didn't get that. I if if this had been early Ace, then yeah, I would have thought she would react that way. But now I I think we've we've listened at least from my point of view, we've listened to enough stories that now I I really felt like I didn't expect her to be surprised at this point, especially well, just, after they, what she went through in Colditz. Yeah, no, they've just moved into being such really good friends sure, at sure. this point that I, I at this point in their story, I feel like it's not mentor and student anymore right, right. I, I feel right. like they're almost on equal footing in some ways um obviously not in <laughs> celestial knowledge but, sure sure <laughs> um and and so they're they're just really really good friends at this point and in some way shades of the fourth doctor and sarah jane is, is kind of how seven and ace fit together in my head see that but, yeah i i also think bringing hex on board she's she feels that she's in a more mentor role than she With was Hex, before. Yeah. So I think that that's, at least in her head, puts her on a little higher field than she would have been when she started out with the, with the Doctor. Yeah, to some extent, Hex, Hex is almost like Rory. Not quite to that level of truly Amy's companion as, or Ace's companion instead of the Doctor's, but there is a little bit of that dynamic. Yeah. I had a thought and it just sorry i interrupted no you're okay um oh uh, going back to the um the 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 two worlds and yet the same i feel like this was a very subtle meta joke in a way that the 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 two races because you've got ones that are all impulse and uh, uh instinct and and just going forth to do something and then you've got the others, which seem to be very calculating and, and manipulative. And it's like, wow, if that just doesn't sum up both sides of the doctor. Yeah, oh, okay. that's a good point. You know, yeah. the, the just because we, we've had, even, I mean, even within seven, but we've certainly had incarnations that are more rush in, <laughs> Baker. Uh, and uh, the seventh doctor is very much the manipulative one. So I, I kind of felt like maybe that's another another level they were going for. Of that, well, but... I think they were on a certain level, too. It's the Doctor and Ace. I think Ace is a little more yeah. strong and run in. Mm-hmm. She reminds me of the uh, ear. No, the other. Uh, the where. And the... Or, yeah, I said it right. And uh, the... The re. Uh, re, the re. Thank you. Thank you. The re. And uh, the, the Doctor is more like the ear. So it just... I love the fact that Ori was actually a female version of the re. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was fantastic. And Hex seemed genuinely upset when she left to go get married too. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Poor Hex falls in love with everybody. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of the uh, ego aspect of things? Ego, the living planet. <laughs> oh yeah, turn. I thought it was cool. I I I I enjoyed the fact that we we didn't have I don't know it, it wasn't an alien influence it wasn't a you know external for it was just it's the planet yeah and in Doctor Who that's not a nutty idea no it's you not. know in, in Guardians of the Galaxy it's borderline nutty but well, they're, we, they're, they're weird enough it's like yeah okay we've already had planet gods because we had uh, or at least from our perspective because we had the um, the one on the planet where they sing to it um, oh, yeah yeah Akaton. Yeah, Rings of Akaton. And the moon was an egg. And the moon was an egg. So, <laughs> the planet, of course, that's retroactive. Yeah, yeah. The planet's alive and a god. All right. <laughs> well, if the planet is alive, it makes sense that the beans on it would 
created as a god. Yes. It's just the idea of a planet being alive in that sentient sense is something I kind of struggle with as a storytelling. Well, as opposed technique. to something like, um, which one is it? Um, the Sixth Doctor, Travel Time Lord, first one. Mysterious Final, Planet? Or Mysterious, Mysterious Planet. Planet. Okay, it's a, giant, it's a robot that's in charge of everything who's being deified. Right. Yeah, okay, you know, that, that's, we, we've seen that before. Oh, yeah. no, it's the whole planet. And the planet is aware. Yeah, I'm a god. Oh, okay. It, it's, uh, you know, I kind so of appreciate... So much so that he calls the doctor out for blasphemy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of appreciated that it wasn't just a delusional computer or mm-hmm. a robot playing God. Um, you know, that was just or after some smite person everybody. being manipulative, or the master, or you right. know, yeah. any number of other things. Like, nope, just, I did have that thought at one point. The planet's a God. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I liked that. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I think one thing that wasn't made clear and maybe you guys caught it and i just didn't was how the doctor knew to go there initially and know what he or got the info how did he get the information that he knew that he had to invoke this wedding from the stone that they were looking at okay but wasn't that later no that was before that was when they first arrived. When they the first planet. arrived, oh, when they before first arrived, the he saw a stone there because all yeah. the graves are buried in. Okay, so I, I missed that. Okay, yeah. that was that was a key piece that before I was before they ever there. got captured. Okay, yeah, yeah. They may, they may, there's a drop line early about he, the way the graves are orientated. Right. Before they call attention to it later, when they go, that's why they're both part of the same religion right. because they okay. They well, and and, and I, then later they also made mention that. Well, I need to go back to that stone and read more about this. Well, wedding. he knew he went to the stone, and but that's what I missed is I didn't, I didn't think it, I thought that stone was he was coming back after one of those, you know, after he become the do, the uh, uh, dark husband, dark husband, and they had given him a rule book or whatever, and then I thought maybe that's where he was going back <laughs> oh. was to get that information, so I missed that key point. So. Yeah. And in the tradition of. Um, of- bizarro robot sidekicks that <laughs> wind up being comedic relief. <laughs> the, bards. the bards the bards what do we think about the uh <laughs> reject idea the reject the fact that oh, they're, the... They're, they're stamped reject because the whole oh, the oh, whole yeah. enterprise was yeah the planet's a god but only because it doesn't work right right <laughs> i forgot about that aspect I didn't of it I made that made me a bit more okay with the living planet idea. The, the, what did he call it? A terraformer or something that yeah. you know just had gone wrong. Gone yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, a little reminiscent of um, the cannibalists, with the fact that there was just this little bit of code oh, right, in the right. programming that made all the robots go wonky, and this right. was just yeah, whatever. We just chuck it out the door and let it go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, the, the, the those, are, those are the ideas that I really pre- I want to know so much more about this. I'm not upset by it, but just the idea that this is a universe in which there is a manufacturing plant out there <laughs> that builds these things that doesn't do proper QC in in in, in mass. <laughs> you know, there's an assembly line that these things are just churned out and spread throughout the universe, and eh, one or two of them go bad every now and then. How are the defective ones even allowed to leave the dis- assembly line? I guess. And actually get to a solar system. Do you suppose that they're probably commissioned by mice? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I just, yeah, what a nutty idea. The only thing that would have made it instead of the uh, the rejected stamp is if he had like crawled inside a cave that led all the way down to the center of the planet, and somewhere inside was a giant scroll that said inspected by number 12. That (laughs) (laughs) It's the same kind of absurdity. It's true. So Ori, Irit, and Tuin were all voiced by the same person. Oh, is that really? Right? Yeah. And if you go to the credits, it's all anagrams of his name. Danny Webb. And Danny Webb Andy is his actual B. name. Noob and uh, Benny Dobb. Benny Dobb. I'll be darned. Huh. Well, that's an amazing piece of work. That right is there. an amazing yeah. piece of work. Because <laughs> I, yeah, you can't tell that at all. It's a wonderful bit of layering you know based on what the story is that well of course they're all the same they person all yeah. they're all, yeah. but i didn't pick up on that oh well, i wouldn't know unless i saw it here so. the wiki yeah, yeah. i really enjoyed all the all the voice casts in this one again not that you know there's ever a bad one but well you mean all four of them all now? four of them <laughs> well, the bards had different voices yeah the bards were but as small of a role as they had <laughs> 
And Sylvester and Ace, I thought were were particularly good. Yeah. How old a group is right? Said Fred. <laughs> in order for Ace to ha- make the reference, because the reason I ask is because that didn't come out. Well, maybe it did. Was that in the eighties? It seemed like that was like in the nineties or something. I, I would have thought nineties, but I think, left I think Earth it was late eighties. Okay, so I'll give him that. That just seemed like an anachronism. Although we don't know. I mean, certainly these aren't all. They were formed in eighty nine. Okay, and they w- they were in the UK, so which would have maybe been familiar, more familiar with them than I was. Um, by the time I heard them, but yeah, I, I swore that was the early nineties. And, and their one song, yeah. "I'm Too Sexy," came out in ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, so I mean, and that's not to say that there haven't been adventures where they've returned to Earth in, for long enough periods of time that she might have heard them. But I just thought that was a bit of an anachronism because to me, it feels like she was pulled out of time in the late in the late eighties, and then she's been venturing everywhere since. I wonder how much of that is just because that's where the show was at the time that Ace showed up. You know what I mean? I mean, it was their run went up to 89. 89. So, yeah, obviously she was pulled out in the late 80s because that's when <laughs> she was on the show and the show was on in 89. Well, I think there's a reference but, to uh, her era to her decade or something. Uh, on, well, the boombox is definitely yeah. a... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there, it seems that's like, a callback. It seems like there's a ready, ready-made reference somewhere for a date, too, but I can't remember what it was. Well, I think they, you might be right. I think there's even a date reference in Survival. When they go back the to modern, I, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of, and that's after she had left. Yeah, I mean because she was pulled out of time, obviously, because she wound up on that dragonfire planet, right? And she left before she returned in survival, right? Because she was taken up in the time wind. So yeah, Andy's already fixed this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> once he gets it, it may have rights. been she may have left her in the eighties <laughs> or the nineties or the nineties. Unit dating. Unit dating. <laughs> <laughs> What else about this story? Anything else that that jumps out to anybody? I just I really had a good time listening to it, and I don't have a lot of bad things to say about it because I there's you guys keyed me in on the something that I had missed, and the the little tiny nitpicky things was the right said friend. It was just the little anachronism type things that I felt were anachronisms, but maybe weren't. Another wonderful example of never judge a book by its cover, or in this case, uh, an audio by its title. It's yeah, the, the Dark yeah. Husband, and it's a Seventh Doctor story. Wow. Okay. I know where we're going with it. No, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Sit down and shut up. You don't know anything. Yeah. I just I like this one a lot. I I I do wish, as you as you pointed out, Keith, that it it feels like a little bit of a, a, a rut that Big Finish has gotten themselves into, and and kind of that pattern with the Seventh Doctor stories in particular, where and I'm sure it's building to something important. Well, it, 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 well, let's like, hope now. That's <laughs> I, I, I. Big Finish seems to do that, as putting these little recurring themes and then build to something. So I hope. Well, now I hope so. At least I hope. for your sake, or you'll be highly disappointed. <laughs> we, we, or they'll just drop it and stop doing it. <laughs> Divergent universe wasn't working. Hey, we're done. Yeah. Um, it just feels like we're getting the, the the two sides of the pendulum, where it's either a really dark and foreboding seventh doctor story or it's a kind of light fanciful seventh doctor story there doesn't really seem to be much in the middle ground um and with with ace and hex that we we, we've had all the wars so we've kind of been on this end of the of the pendulum for a while and then every now and then you get a bang a boom and it swings back the other way and you're like what is this so this one kind of felt like the but i think it's sort of i think big finish has has tempered themselves based on the companion as well because Mm -hmm. when mel was with the doctor it was a lot more uh, lighthearted, a little, you know, more upbeat, kind of the comedic doctor that we're used to in the first part of the Seventh Doctor's era. Anything with Ace and Hack seems to be the more dark or more, um, I should say, whimsical for the one side because they're more dark, yeah. you know, yeah. with that that really reflected the later part of the uh, Seventh Doctor's years. So I, I think Big Finish is taking those tempos, and that's why Big Bang, Big Bang, and Boom, no. Bang a boom, bang a bang, 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 whatever it is. Bang bang a boom, bang bang a boom, is a lighter story or a, a, because or a farcical a because it's a male story. It's yeah. it's kind of like Paradise Towers, but then you take this one and it's more like a ghost light or a survival or something like that because it's an ace story. So, 
Happiness Patrol probably yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, they're certainly taking those those tones, I think, based on where the Doctor is. In but the even the, even the, and, and that may be done very much on purpose because it seems like the Seventh Doctor era was a little bit of a not just with the two parts of Mel sure, and Ace, sure, sure, but sure. You know, it bounced around quite a bit within yeah. Companions as well. So maybe they're just giving us that. Probably. All right. Well, Sean, what do we got coming up on the schedule? Well, next week on the schedule, we are reading the lost skin by a friend of the show we're going to review we're going to review well yeah we're not going to read it on the the, (laughs) i think we might get into some copyright issues if we read it on the podcast maybe we could Uh, sell it and make it audiobooks (laughs) through candy jar there you go yeah we'll license it they won't have to yeah they won't have to do the uh, terry malloy they won't have to do the i will totally read anything candy jar puts in front of me andy you need some help with them audios well call us but um <clears throat> yeah, so we'll be reviewing that, and we had previously done parts one and two of the of the novella, and this will technically be part three. But I think we're probably planning on. I don't know about you guys. Well, I think we'll have to backtrack because there's been some. It's been reworked. Be, be right. yeah, yeah. That's the word. Yeah. And then uh, also on top of that, we have a short story that we skipped over when we did the Lethbridge Stewart uh, quiz book, um, Cow Pats and. I shouldn't have started that because I don't have it right in front of me and I don't know what the title is off the top of my head. Cowpats and Cowpokes? No. It's in the uh, back of the Lethbridge Stewart book. (laughs) Quiz book. Quiz book. Lethbridge Stewart quiz book. I need to put all those words in there. It's kind of important. (laughs) It's a Lethbridge Stewart book. It's just kind of generic. Yeah, one of those. But uh, so we had held off on purpose. Cowpats and Comfort. And Comfort. By Tim Gambrell. So we will be reviewing both of those next week. And look for more on the schedule coming up soon because I plan to have it finished this week finally. <laughs> yeah, because it ends next week. So, yeah. I, I, I darn well better have we a plan in run place. Run out of stuff. Then. Unfortunately, this is this tends to happen when we're coming up on New Who because we we don't know when it's going to launch, and so Sean has to kind of pare back the padding of the schedule. He usually goes out several dates, but knowing that we were coming up, he he, he kind of inches up to the air date so that we don't put too much on our plate. So right. Or have to make last minute adjustments. Keith and I certainly appreciate that too. So, yes. <laughs> Don't forget you can subscribe and listen to us on Apple Podcasts uh, from the Google Play Store. Uh, we're also available on Stitcher, TuneIn, and Player FM. If that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Somebody find that on switch for Stonehenge. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.